Hi, and welcome once again to What's the Damage? Companion shows the incredibly well-known and popular real play d, d show, Roll for Damage. Your life is a finite number of hours, so why not spend one of them talking about D&D? &D? That's our motto here at What's the Damage? Um, anyway, Friday's slightly gross episode saw the Shields of Twilight busily running around town. Um, a trip to the library revealed some very pertinent information regarding the next leg of their journey. It also revealed a little fascinating tidbit about Baltaine's family. Um, very plot relevant. Um, surely this plot cannot thicken anymore before becoming just completely solid, unstirable, unsalvageable. It can probably thicken a little bit more. Um, anyway, after returning from their research trip, the party split a bit. Um, most of them get going to get a uh, fucking crunk, which they did. And Oriana going on a dinner date, which turned out not to be with Kate, as she told the group, but with Lex, um, who she decided to have a conversation with by herself without letting the group know. Uh, it didn't go so great, maybe. Um, Oh, sorry, I just got a pop up. Um, and we'll see how this affects um, the party's like ongoing negotiations with Lux Eterna um, and whether or not they're going to keep working together, being colleagues uh, and stuff. It's still very up in the air right now. Anyway, Oriana didn't have fun, but everyone else did, stumbling home very late and very drunk. Um, you know, sometimes just got let loose and throw up all over poor Quinn um, and poor Quinn's poor armor. It was a very gross episode, honestly, uh, but we won't be talking about that because it wasn't that plot relevant. We'll be talking about other more plot relevant things in just a moment. And then later on, we're going to be talking about DMing for the first time, um, which is we're revisiting the subject uh, because of a very exciting uh, thing that happened with one of our players. Not in game, but out game. As always, stick around after the stream for links, charities, and resources. I'm your host, Truth Benson, and this is What's the Damage? We have got two wonderful guests today. We have got wonderful Chad, who plays our very favorite paladin. Um, and then we've got Laura, who plays our beautiful and wonderful peregrine, our druid sorcerer, our druorcerer. Drorcerer. We're saying moon sorcerer right now. It makes okay, the most sorcerer. sense. That, that sounds better than drorcerer. I just, I, I, I think drorcerer works because, you know, why not? It's a, it's a fine portmanteau. It sounds a bit like some kind of furniture you'd get from Ikea, I think. It does. That's yeah. what makes it that's what makes it work even better. You're yeah. pointing out a feature, not a bug. <laughs> Beautiful. Anyway, guys, um, you both got quite drunk in the episode. You did, you did uh, some research uh, mm. and had and Perry specifically had another fraud conversation with Oriana. What's yeah. the damage? Oriana. What? Oriana is specifically the damage at this time. Quinn's boots. Quinn's boots are the damage a little yeah. bit. Hey, hey, they're magical. That the shit hosed right off. Same as the armor. The shit hosed right off. I remember Sorority I remember, uh, specific, specifically saying there were some chunks. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. fine. It's because it's chain link, you know? You know and, you, and, oh. yeah, and I specifically said too many strawberries. So um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so 
so you put that out in the world and it's your fault that there are apparently chunks of strawberry all up in my shit, but that's yep. fine. I got to get up back and hose the thing down and then give it to professionals for a proper cleaning. Everything worked <laughs> out. And again, this is why m- most of the shit Quinn has is magical for one reason or other. Clean up. Of cleaning. He's yeah. cleaning. I mean, just wait till I get magical full fucking plate. I will be just stain resistant from head to toe. Scotch guard. Um, <laughs> the Scotch guarded paladin. That's what I will be. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> Laura, were you trying to say something? Probably. I talk a lot. No. Laura, yeah, I just said we weren't going to talk about the gross stuff, but apparently I lied. No, we hit, we hit that right off the bat. That's the content that you're here for. There we go. We, got, yeah. we got it out of the way. We got it out of the way. We're being serious. Yeah, now, now we can get about, to the plot part. Talking yeah. about serious stuff that seriously plot happened. Stuff. Very serious stuff. Serious. Lovely. Serious. Okay, so um, let's start with like the research you're doing at the library because you guys found out some very interesting stuff, which is probably going to turn out to be useful. Talk about mm. that. <laughs> yes. I mean, it, it's nice that we find that we are finally getting into the habit of look into place we're going to go before we get there yeah. because we have now learned that there's always going to be one thing, just at least one fact that if we don't know, it will try to kill us. For example, the mm-hmm. worms we didn't learn about when we left the Zerithmar. Mm-hmm. That did try to kill us. And now we know that apparently if we go trying to pick flowers on a certain side of the border, that's considered very bad. And that's yeah. the one thing that I need to do across said border is be like, hi, I need some of these flowers, please. It's for a good reason. Don't look at me. I'm taking these flowers. I'm questioned it. It's fine. Exactly. But now it's I know fine. I have to get permission and I will be questioned. So it's good to know the shit in advance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I like that we've gotten into that habit at least. Yeah. <sighs> but you did other research, you say stuff. Perry's very concerned about the world ending. Um, I mean, as are we all. Are we all? things that are happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so she got things that were completely unrelated to the things that have, they have experienced, but mm-hmm. names to be aware of now. She um, did get all those demon names. She did get a couple of, of unknown entities and a couple of, like, princes, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very that cool that you interesting. got that. Um, grateful for the uh assist because research not perry's bag i mean not necessarily mine either but at least i am proficient in it so i can help yay it makes the dream work it makes the library not suck it was a very productive library session though it was very productive now i also need to learn how i can do like a I, i need some sort of like high speed hallowing type of effect like i, don't I need to see if gonna happen look at some point there's going to be like a D infomercial this part of the, the part of the beginning is gonna be all in black and white mm-hmm. and it'll have the very frustrated divine class type character trying to do stuff on unhallowed ground and then so, doing like, trying that. to read his book while like stomping a zombie back into the ground yeah and like, then make that happen to you yeah and then make that supremely <laughs> frustrated face the, uh, the like the the open mouth uh-huh. disgusted look and they'll end with there's gotta be a better way and then you find out about <laughs> turbo hollow <laughs> for turbo the low, low price of 99.95 gold it can be yours Amazing. What needs to happen is Quinn and Campion need to partner to create a more efficient howling. You know, that is might turbo, actually turbo work. Howl? That's a Campion invention. This just seemed like a very Campion thing to mm-hmm. make. It does. Much like I, the and you uh, know, flashlight. <laughs> the Illuminator 5000. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Uh, yeah I, may, I, I, I love me some Campion that. tech. Yeah, I was begging, you got to add 5,000 to that because it just makes it sound so much, you know, more extra. Yeah. More extra. Extra, extra. More science you know? Yeah, extra science Extra science. I did like, I did like the little uh, tea is fake news sequence that in the middle of the episode. That was very funny. That was One day Perry's nice. going to get him to drink tea. Um, 
doesn't like it. And enjoy it <laughs> for its medicinal purposes. <laughs> yeah, I did like how t- how Perry was like, you know, your medicines are made of herbs. <laughs> you know, you use herbs too. <laughs> you know, the potions, herbs. <laughs> I mean, we went to the same place to buy herbalism kits together. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And also tea at the same location. Like there's a lot of interconnectivity with these items. Why don't you, why do you refuse to see that? Like, it because it's it pretty. Have, it's great. <laughs> it doesn't say 5,000. You just tell them it's tea 5,000. That's what Barry's gonna do next time. She's gonna get a tea cup and like paint 5,000 on it. Try 5,000. Also, apparently he needs to like strain that better because if it's gritty, then I think he's been drinking sand water. If it's loose leaf tea, it can get a little bit gritty. Yeah, but then you get like, I don't know the name of the thing, like one of those tea ball thing. Yeah, Yeah. tea diffuser, whatever it is. Yeah, you put it, you don't just dump the leaves straight in the water. You put it in a thing. Like, what are you, a savage? No, you put it inside some sort of container and then you steep said tea, remove the container and oh my God, there's not a bunch of shit floating in there. It's not gritty. It's a miracle of science. That's not science because we had a very, very specific conversation about how mm-hmm. astrology and such was not science. So I'm imagining mm-hmm. that tea leaf divination is also not science. No, that is um, science. The astrology, not no, science. Tea leaves, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. The physics of how they lay in the bottom of the cup can't actually predict patterns because of gravity, wind direction. You know, it's there is science mm-hmm. that goes into that. So that that would work. Sure. Look, I'm thinking about what kind of crazy fucking shit would be said by this mad scientist that we're wandering about with to defend weird points. And this is the thing that came off the top of my head. So don't shut up. (laughs) Absolutely perfect. Tea is fake news, but tea leaves are real. (laughs) Tea leaves can see the future. Makes perfect sense. Um, Anyway, so another little um, tidbit of information that uh, Baltim shared. I feel like Baltim shared with the group, or was it Sinric? Mm-hmm. Was Sinric plus Baltim? Um, was that Lex's last name is Scottfield, which means she's mm-hmm. apparently tied into this whole thing. Yes. Um, what did you guys like think about this revelation? Which yeah, Baltim shared that, and then Sinric shared the connection between yeah. the two points. Much That's, later. Yeah. But yes, go on. You were going to respond. I just wanted to, that is the, that is the path that information took. I don't know. Perry's just fascinated by how everything seems to be connected, mm-hmm. like in really weird ways. Like the whole butcher thing just threw her for a loop. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh shit, butcher, not the worst guy. I mean, he's clearly not a good guy. You don't yeah. have the name butcher. <laughs> you <laughs> the name. He- he had There's a shop. A brief moment when we met him, though, that Perry was like, "I pretended to be him one time." <laughs> I hope you never um, heard about boy, that. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but like yeah, seeing yeah. that was connected to Baltaim's um, story, and so it's like, "Oh no, Dobby." It's it, yeah. I mean, everything is just so gloriously interconnected. It's as though there's some Canadian madwoman at the reins of this entire thing, just making sure the narratives all make sense and doing a hell of a job at it yeah man i don't know what she means it's obviously just fate yeah it's really good. it's all <laughs> coincidences is... just a lot yeah. of coincidences yeah, yeah fate just happens to say things like zed and sorry the nature of a chaotic universe you know <laughs> <It's very true. laughs> yeah, everything is chaotic. but no i that was very interesting how mm-hmm. things are more interconnected than we think even with you know, people that are outside of the mm-hmm. party. Yeah. Like that sort of thing is very, very interesting. Like exactly how deep do some things go? Yeah. And then it becomes hard to start to not start sounding like most of the characters that Jay has ever made when it comes to conspiracies. Because you mean I the swear, ones with the murder board and the and the red yarn? I'm gonna get that boy a ball of red yarn for Christmas. I am I'm gonna send it to him and be like, here, buddy, put it on a cork board and just go nuts. Yeah, and he'll be like, thanks. I'll put by my other balls of red yarn. I'm sure he cleared out a whole yarn barn of like every bit of red they had. Yeah, there's like character art on a cork on a cork board, and it's just like <laughs> you know, over there there's a picture of Asmodeus, and over here there's a picture of Butcher. Yeah. It's all connected. Yeah. It is all connected. 
uh, it is cool, like seeing all of the like uh, disparate pieces of plot, like sort of coming weave together and being like, oh, yeah. this is this is coming to some kind of head. It's all all coming together. Yeah, it is very interesting how that keeps all keeps working out. I, I love when it comes up because we never expect mm -hmm. whatever yeah. connect the connection is going to be. Just all of a sudden, we see something like, wait, what? Oh fuck! And that's basically the the whole thought mm -hmm. process, huh? Oh. And it gets very intriguing whenever that stuff comes up. Because then I have to figure out, because then it comes to the point where once that information comes out, we have to sort of, you know, as players, take a step back and just ask ourselves a very important question. Were we stupid and didn't notice this ages ago? Or is this actually brand new information? And, you know, it's like, I, I want to say 50-50. I'm not actually married to that number. I know yeah. my ratio is probably off. There's probably been clues for shit we totally missed that became of a, when it slapped us in the face and became blatantly obvious, then it was something we definitely should have figured out before. But other times I'm, I'm, I know there has to have been at least one where it was just sort of when we figured it out that there was actually a connection like, oh, there was no hint of this at all. This is completely surprising and interesting. What else kind of craziness is going to occur here? Yeah. I think the funniest thing though is like watching us on the screen and like I'll have the zoom call up so we can I can see everybody and you'll just watch it like go across somebody's brain mm -hmm. like it hasn't happened in character yet but like somebody will just click and go oh shit mm -hmm. <laughs> and just I all of a sudden I'm really guilty of going oh no mm -hmm. oh. yes I uh, love you mean it but your poker face is complete shit <laughs> Uh, it's fun having seen you do like little face journeys. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Bad. Her face goes on a does go on a definite journey between like the realization of the initial implication and then any other implications that come out. Like mm -hmm. oh oh no oh no. <laughs> it's oh, it's no. worth tuning in every Friday it to witness the facial journey of my wife. Uh, featuring Lara and her many faces. Um, <laughs> I will say all of this is very interesting as um, as a viewer as well, because like you do kind of like daily remember all the foreshadowing that's happened and having that all come together and like snap into place is always really enjoyable. Because you know, that's the, the nature of narratives, like little hints are sprinkled throughout and they don't make sense until they do. And you're like, oh, oh, that makes sense. It all makes sense now. Yeah. Meanwhile, some of it's just like rifling through our notebooks, like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck. Just fuck. Trying, to, trying to find that one obscure line you were writing down in a hurry because there's so much other shit going on. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> there it is. Right wow. there in scribbly ink. It's all in the ink. Um, cool beans. Okay. Um, so. Moving on, we got kind of Sinric's perspective on this in particular last week, but how do your two characters feel about like your relationship with Lux and like how it started, where it's going, how it's progressed, like the kind of shaky position is right now? Yeah. I mean, for one thing, Perry recognizes how absolutely lopsided it has been. Like, and mm -hmm. she also recognizes that that has been changing. Like, we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. And we were stumbling around and flailing and screwing up constantly and needing to rely on someone. But as we've progressed and, you know, in a meta state, as we've leveled up, we've mm. become more confident. We've gotten more abilities. We've needed them less and less, but we mm -hmm. still should be working together as far as she's concerned. We have a common goal. And... They can't be everywhere, neither can we, but together we can be more places. And yeah, we've got internal shit going on for us, but so do they. Mm -hmm. Lex literally had to have a gunfight with their friend. They've got shit going on that's gonna distract them. So we can pick up where they need to leave off. Right. And so she thinks that if we can develop an equal partnership and really work together as professionals who respect each other, we can do a hell of a lot more good than we can do on our own. Besides, we're going to wind up stumbling after them more often than not anyway, because we're going to be fixated on things like we need to deal with these shackles, even though we really can't mm -hmm. handle them. Because mm -hmm. look, Perry's not going to leave her fate in the hands of anybody else. Not anymore. 
Like yeah. that's been a big part of her growth. And Perry is quite concerned with the whole world ending thing. Yeah. Rightfully so. Deal. Yeah. I mean, she as far as- She lives there, so. Yeah, you just live there. It's where she keeps all her stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, Quinn's pretty much of a similar mindset because I mean, while he may not like the way that they have treated the group as far as you know, they seem to be there just at the right time when the group has made some sort of catastrophic mistake and then read a litany of our failures at the time. And yeah, I grant you that out of character, I recognize that is just basically how it feels because that's the narrative timing of when they show up versus when we fuck up. It's these two things happen to dovetail inconveniently. Yeah. And then it feels worse than it actually is because it's basically like, whenever you make a mistake, you don't want someone to say like, boy, you really fucked that up, didn't you, buddy? And mm. like, yes, I know, go away. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a conversation. Like we that you know. Just, yeah, like I'm aware. aware. <laughs> I'm aware, fuck off. You know, like that's, it's don't not a conversation. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, exactly. I've experienced this myself just like five seconds ago, thanks. Yes, avert your gaze from me and leave. Like that's not a conversation that you want to have. It's just, that's the conversation that mm. we have had. And like I said, it's not like we haven't screwed up immensely or, you know, at least in very public ways at times. And it's not like the criticisms aren't deserved. They just are very poorly timed when they are given because it's like, yes, we know we messed up. Can we not talk about it right now? Can we just sit down for a few minutes? Please don't sprinkle salt in this very fresh wound. Yes, don't don't squirt lemon juice on the paper cuts. Miracle Max mm -hmm. says it's a bad idea. Don't do it. But all that being said, he does recognize that they are an essential part of what it is they are trying to do. Because much like with you know what Laura said about what Perry is wanting to do, Quinn also does not want to leave the whole thing of the shackles of Thar's Dune or being marked by the God of Darkness and all that crap in the hands of anyone but himself. Mm -hmm. Because if that's still something that is hanging over his head like a proverbial sword of Damocles, he does not want to not be dealing with that directly. Because if he was going to still live with that over him, he needs to have agency in taking care of that himself. Mm -hmm. And then as far as any other stuff, we have actually pointed out more things that they were not aware of in the wider world because they were busy doing other stuff. Yeah. So that one thing already, like she had said, they can't be everywhere. We apparently can be everywhere they're not mm -hmm. because we, because it's a game of D&D, &D, we just randomly stumble into shit that's very, very important. Therefore, we get this information that they don't have. Yeah. So it's a thing that I think should continue because if it doesn't, we're basically just going to be stumbling into one another blind at various times, not realizing what's already being done on either side because there's going to be no communication, no doing of anything like that, no coordination. And it'll just make things worse in the long run because, you know, it's not something we can give up on doing, even though we probably should. We just, we can't. Yeah. And to be fair to, um, to your characters and to, uh, to Quinn's perspective, like Lex did tell him that, hey, you guys can go live your lives. That's not really true. No, you know, it's once, not. Yeah. Once he you said guys, so in the moment. Like, once you get hooked into this kind of world ending, your souls are uh, marked by a dark god. Mm -hmm. It's not something that you can kind of just live a normal life with. I yeah, especially because like. we know what's going to happen if any of us die yeah. without this being mm -hmm. sorted out and like, oh, just go live, just go live your life and do what with it? Mm -hmm. I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing now. Yeah, apparently I have to go live somewhere quietly and hope I don't choke on something and die before my time without someone being able to get to me with a fucking Heimlich maneuver or God forbid Quinn wanders into a beehive and gets... <laughs> filled with apitoxin yeah. and he happens to be allergic like the player himself and then dies in the fucking woods and then because he blundered into an apiary he ends up being the chew toy of a dark god there is no justice in that narrative and i ain't living it out thank you goodbye our palate is immune to bee venom i mean it depends on if it's counted as a disease I would say I it's a poison. It's yeah. a poison. It is a poison. It's a toxin. It's apitoxin. Yeah. 
Well, I'm immune to disease. I'm not immune to, I don't think I'm immune to, am I immune? No, are I'm not immune to poison. No, monks are immune to poison. Oh, okay, okay. Paladins, I believe, are just immune to disease. I'm looking it up now because I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't remember my own shit if I'm not playing, okay? Back off. That's what our DDB sheets are for. Exactly. <laughs> Come on, internet. Hurry up. I'm immune and, to diseases. It's diseases. Okay, it's just diseases. So if you, if you mean a bee, you're still fucked. Okay, gotcha. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Bees is still a problem. He is still a problem. But you won't uh, die of the flu. So that's good. This is true. I won't die of a disease. Being stung a bunch? Immune to plague. <laughs> I'm immune to the plague, but <laughs> I'm immune to the plague, but not nuts. <laughs> that damn nut allergy is going to lay him low. Man, it was so easy to die back in like medieval times, too. So. <laughs> This, yeah, this I mean, that's, that's kind of where we stand, though, is like we don't have normal lives to go yeah. back to either. Like mm -hmm. Perry's whole village is being consumed and turned into soldiers for Thursdune. Mm -hmm. Like Perry's like, what, what, what am I supposed I, to do I, here? I can't ignore that. Yeah, I, I left and, and I've changed my entire life path to fix this problem. Mm -hmm. I can't just go back and be like, well, y'all, I didn't figure it out. I'm sorry. We're fucked. Um, <laughs> sorry about right. that. Yeah, and at the same point, Quinn has Quinn has nowhere to go either because most of the people he's ever known got sucked up in that whole reaping thing, and their souls are being tormented in an unrelated fashion to the souls of various people somewhere else, and he has to go fix that too. So it's not like he can go home and do what live with like the six people that didn't get sucked up in this whole thing. No, that would be really weird. Depressing. It's like, well, yeah, I, I went and I tried to fix it. Didn't work. Hi. And it's, that's the end of it. Yeah. Um, I assume all this will be kind of the cornerstone of your case to Lex about why you should yeah. keep working together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it is, it is going to be coming up because you know, it's one thing like when Quinn sort of ended up not meaning to have that conversation and then it started that he did point out like, I can't not do this stuff. I've mm. been, it's like, once you know something is a problem, you can't unsee the problem. And if you then don't act on that information, what does that say about you as a person? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, speaking of conversations with Lex, um, mm. so uh, we went a little bit late, but we got to talk about this because it's a major plot point. Um, so yes. Oriana did go and see... Um, Lex by herself and Quinn does not know about this yet but Perry does mm -hmm. um so my impression of Perry was that she was just kind of like very tired and exasperated <laughs> as she was being told about this um, yeah yeah that was a lot of it was like Perry was tired like we went out and we did a fun bonding thing mm -hmm. because like we had worked she's been working very hard to try to like unify the group and say let's work together and she's sort of like stepped up to try to lead a little bit and she was so proud of the conversation that morning because mm -hmm. we all were on the same page and we mm -hmm. had actually come up with like a decent argument. We just wanted to like let it simmer and decide, you know, okay, well, how do we approach this? Because mm -hmm. I don't want to just like run up on Lex at lunchtime and be like, hey, yeah, we want to work together. Everybody's got to be on message. Mm -hmm. um, so like I figure, you know, we'll let everybody do their thing. We'll all go do our research and, you know, all of that and come back. And so Perry's like super excited. And then we go and we go do a fun thing. And mm -hmm. I get back and Oriana's like, by the way, I did something really bad again. Mm -hmm. Remember that I... thing you just yelled at me to stop doing? I did it again. Mm -hmm. And And Perry's very, very tired of being understanding. Like she's tried and she's tried and she's tried to one-on-one -on -one have a conversation with her. She has tried to confront her with everybody behind her. Nothing seems to work. And Perry's tired of telling Oriana how to be a good person. Like Oriana literally comes and is like, I did a bad and I, I don't know why I'm like this. I want to be better. And Perry's like, well, then be better. Mm -hmm. I can't make you. You got to be better yourself. Um, yeah. So for Perry, it's just, she's tired. She's very tired and very disappointed mm. because she's had a lot of, she's given Oriana a great deal of grace. And at this point, it's starting to feel like Oriana is basically spitting in her face. Yes. Like I'm going to come to you and ask for your advice, but I'm not going to listen. And I'm going to 
get mad when everybody's mad that I did something that hurts the group. Because, well, what about me? And Perry's one of those people who is very self-sacrificing to a fault in a bad way sometimes. Like she's thrown herself at monsters. And so Perry doesn't really have that concept of like being very concerned about yourself. And that's like a conflict for her and Oriana. And it's a really interesting one that like leads to a lot of growth between the two of them because Perry needs to learn to take care of Perry. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like she can't, sit back and say okay well it's fine that you screwed us over again and again and again it hurts and i'm tired strong words from perry Mm -hmm. um so one thing that lex said while um she and oriana were having that conversation was oriana essentially said like i'd like for this not to reflect badly on the group and lex was like well that means i can't consider you part of the group would your two characters like be willing to sacrifice oriana for your alliance with lex or would you be willing to sacrifice lex for your friendship with oriana what friendship with oriana I mean, that's I mean Perry's friends with Oriana. Yeah, that's but true, that's, that's Perry. Quinn doesn't have that at this point. He has no trust for Oriana because she keeps doing this stuff. And the fact that she keeps on coming to the group and saying, okay, well, I did this thing selfishly, or she gets caught doing said selfish thing. And then also will basically just say after the fact, like, or actually specifically like the whole conversation about whether or not she was going to call Cade. Well, I want to, I'm going to do it anyway, but I just want to know what you would have to say about it. Like, that's a shitty thing to say for a person that you were trying to have a conversation with. So like, there's been a lot of stuff that's just eroded the whole thing with the relationship that there is with Oriana to the point where they're barely even work friends at this point, you know? Like they're barely the person you say hi to at the water cooler, like Mondays, am I right? Like that, I don't know if they even have that going anymore, especially when this next bit of information comes out, Quinn is going to be completely done so as far as whether or not he would be willing to let oriana walk away and sacrifice that relationship for the sake of a relationship that could be to the betterment of the party as opposed to one that keeps putting us in hotter and hotter water yes he absolutely would he would allow that to happen in a heartbeat at this point because everything she has done to create this situation and to erode the trust and erode the relationship she doesn't he doesn't trust her enough to follow her to get tacos at this point because it would not go well most likely not even tacos i'm telling you they wouldn't be good tacos they would not be good tacos that's the thing like he would follow her to get tacos but they wouldn't actually be tacos they would be like very weird faux tacos like they'd be some sort of weird tofu yeah you know what yeah pretty much like no worse than taco bell like i mean like in the box tacos that there you'd be going because she's promised like yeah you'd be following because she's promising this like authentic real like handmade proper mexican cuisine tacos and instead it's jack in the box at 3 a.m and the guy running making the tacos is a bit high but not the kind where you can function and make the tacos properly Mm. oh well yeah no (laughs) short answer yeah quinn would absolutely let her walk away in a fucking heartbeat see and that's the thing it's very difficult for perry because on the one hand you know she considers oriana family Mm -hmm. but at this point like perry's learning a lot about how sometimes people just aren't good for you and oriana's behavior has been progressively worse and worse And Perry doesn't understand. She can't figure out what's going on with Oriana. Like, do you give a shit or not? Because I have a finite amount of energy to give. Are we friends? Are we a team? Are are you worth my energy? Because if you're not, I'm going to give it to someone else. I'm going to give it to someone who needs it and who appreciates it. Um, I've built Perry to sort of be a little empathetic. And one of the things about her is that she's always ready to be there for everyone else. But she's starting to learn that sometimes the people you're there for don't give a crap. And being there for them is only going to hurt everyone else. Mm -hmm. And at this point, she's sort of like on a knife's edge and she has been for a while. She was very upset about the thing with Baltaim's sister. 
because she was caught off guard and she said things that she thought were helpful. But now she thinks, well, no, I should have listened to Ball. We should have stayed outside the city. We should have let Oriana just go in town. Because now my friend has lost family again mm-hmm. because of a choice Oriana made. Yeah. But even that wouldn't have been an option because of the lack of trust that she would actually say what was necessary to make sure that everyone came out okay and not just that she would lie and say whatever she needed to do to keep herself safe, to keep her head off the block. Damn what the rest of us need and damn what the rest of us are going to be needing Mm -hmm. or wanting. It all would boil down to, well, no one's here to hear me lie, so I'm just going to go ham on it. And that was the whole, that was part of the reason why I like, Quinn felt like, well, we all have to go now because how can we really trust this person who is going behind our back to make this meeting to actually go into it with everyone's best interests at heart and not just her own? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I cannot, though, say right now whether Perry is okay with choosing one over the other mm-hmm. because she has promised Oriana that she'll have her back. But Oriana has stopped having her back a long time ago, it feels. And she stopped having the group's best interest at heart. And she's a little tired of hearing Oriana say, well, we keep making the wrong choices because you don't listen to me. And Perry doesn't like being talked down to. It's why she gets into these little tiffs with Senric where he will inadvertently say something that she feels is belittling. And Perry's- Little mansplainy. Just a little bit. Uh, (laughs) So like at this point, Perry's right there on the fence and it's really going to depend on a lot of factors. How Oriana explains the situation, whether Oriana says the truth and what she told Perry or whether she tries to spin it. And a, and a, and a lot of factors as to you know, what Lex says and how that conversation goes. Also fraught. Um, okay, we should probably move on unless, I have a hard question I want to ask you too. Okay. okay. If it's math, no. It's not math. Prestige. It's sort of the meta version of the question I asked about your characters. Are you are you two players willing to make Jake retire this character? As a player, I feel bad about it. I feel like I, as a person, I feel bad about the, of the situation. Mm-hmm. Jake is a friend. I play with him a lot. I have played with him in games where he's the DM. I have DM'd him. I've even played alongside him like now in home games before. And, you know, he's a good guy. He's a good friend. So I feel bad for him as a person that this is the situation that we're in. At the end of the day, though, it's him that's making the choices about the character and him that's putting the character in the situation. And then if the story around said character is such that it is an untenable situation for that character to continue existing in the same narrative space as these other characters, then there is nothing more that I can do at that point other than to just let events unfold. And I, again, I will personally feel bad about it because I don't like the idea of anybody losing a character for any reason. You know, I feel bad that Jay ended up losing Dobby because of mistakes with tragic worms and such. worm accidents. Exactly. Tragic worm accidents. Yeah, the tragic worm <laughs> accident. Or you should just call it the worm incident, perhaps. The yeah. worm incident of 2020. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad for Jay over losing Dobby because that's a story he doesn't get to tell anymore. I mean, we're going to get bits and pieces of it here and there, but we're not going to get the story he wanted to tell with that character. And if this means the end of Oriana, I'll feel bad for him because that means it's a story he doesn't get to tell with that character and I'll have to come up with something else. But again, whether or not I feel bad for him does not mean that it won't still happen. Yeah. I mean, meta-wise, I feel kind of the same way. The, the the choices you make in game have consequences. This is not the first game that we have played with Serenity at the helm. We know that when we make a choice, we're going to pay for that choice if it's the wrong choice. Yes, the universe will respond. It. And we know that, like, we always have an opportunity to recover. But if you keep digging yourself into a hole and you can't recover anymore... The game is what the game is. And I will feel Mm -hmm. terrible if we lose somebody's character because consequences. Because we all love our characters. We really do. But the game is what the game is at this point. And none of us are going to meta our way out of this. 
No, because I feel like that's insulting to do. We all respect the game, the DM, and our fellow players too much to meta our way out of this. Yeah. Cool. Um, we'll see what happens. Tune yeah. in on Friday. Um, tune in. Tune in. You'll be dramatic. Um, anyway, and we're going to move on to our topic for the day with that. Um, so we are revisiting an old topic, actually, which is DMing for beginners, which we are visiting today because Lara here DMed her very first session ever recently. Yep. Tell us about it. Yes, please. Uh, I was so- there as a witness. So uh, for Chad, uh, my, my younger brother and his fiance, I am running Avernus um, because Chad has always been the DM. And I was like, well, right now we're not getting into the one I've been prepping for, for this core group. Um, so I've got time. I've already graduated grad school. It's fine. Um, oh, so cool. <laughs> we, we set up a little teeny tiny home game, just like the four of us. Um, and uh, we had session zero slash session one. Uh, and it went rather interestingly. I had to decide on the fly, do not kill my kid brother's character because he's mouthy. Uh, <laughs> make that damage non-lethal. He was getting mouthy to a guard while in prison. And for it's anyone who's not day. played a... Well, I mean, the thing is, other places it may have worked, but the way that Avernus is written, mm-hmm. the guards are, the majority of them, evil. And if you get mouthy with them, they're going to let you know that they don't appreciate it yeah. with violence. I mean, part of it was I really wanted to set the stage as to like, this is where you are. This is the way mm-hmm. things are. Because I wanted to make sure there was an expectation of, you know, uh-huh. this is the setting. These, This is the environment. Uh, so I decided based on their particular dark secret that they would have all been kidnapped and thrown in jail because mm-hmm. it'd be easier to watch them. Um, and then, you know, we can follow the module through, yeah, you just got Shanghai to work for the Flaming Fist. So I have, I have like this nameless guard come in and bring like two additional guards to like bring them out to meet the general and my kid mm-hmm. brother's dragonborn paladin starts getting super mouthy and I'm like, I'm gonna have to tell him now in game that he can't run roughshod over these NPCs. They mm-hmm. won't take it. You're replaceable. Like literally that's your first encounter is you're told if you don't do this i will just kill you and find someone else to do it mm-hmm. and so i was like mm, i'm, I'm yeah. going to he's mouthing off this guard has told him to shut up he won't shut up i'm, I'm gonna hit him and then i accidentally rolled max damage on the die and i was like mm, oh, no. non-lethal. <laughs> because oh, i mean I, I, had, guy, yeah. I had i had the guard like flip their sword around and like whack him on the back of the head and i was like okay well i gotta roll damage oh oh that's oh. an eight oh no no never mind well she rings your bell pretty well and you know she means business if you'd care to keep mouthing off she'll deal with it yes Mm -hmm. and i think this is a good time to point out one important tip for any time any first time dm you need to find a place in the narrative to establish yourself as the wu-tang clan and by that i mean nothing to fuck with that was her moment um no you're a hard ass just, I mean, I'm I I care more about the story than anything else, but also like I needed to move the narrative forward, and he I didn't want unarmed combat between the paladin with no armor, no weapons, no nothing, the mm-hmm. monk with none of his shit, but does he need it, and the barbarian no, with none of her shit, but does she need it? I was like, my going to lose his character in the first session before we even get rolling mm. if I am not careful. So. <laughs> However, in defense of what what was occurring, I will say this: your brother completely losing his character within the first five minutes of the session in D anD D would be exactly the kind of catastrophic fuck up I would attribute to your younger brother. It would be very <laughs> on brand for him, very it very on brand. Would. But he was so pleased. He was so pleased. Like he was like doing his character, and he was like, "Oh, I get a breath weapon." I'm like, "Yeah, you get a breath weapon." which he then tried to use and I reined him in to scare some crowdsmen. Like you're going to scare the crowd by burning them to death? That's what you're going no, to do No, I'm going to do right it now? in the air. Where do you think it goes once it's in the air? Things can fall. Does fire fall? Depends on if you catch anything on fire, but also there's mm-hmm. wind can blow it in a direction. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, things are uncertain. It was, it was, it was interesting. Um, 
but it went well other way it went it it went well um chad accused me of bringing out the tris voice uh for my uh romanian pirates i mean you did so a little bit um but it's an easy go-to for someone who doesn't Mm -hmm. take any shit um and who has a bit of an attitude is a bit crazy um but we got like most of the way through i found like i was really excited because mm-hmm. there's a portion with the elf song and i found a version of the elf song that i could literally play Ooh. and it like gives you chills it's so pretty i was like i'm gonna cast this and then it wouldn't cast <laughs> oh, no. i was like i was like i'm gonna cast this to the home you know because we're sitting at my dining room table it'll be great and it didn't do and i was like Shit. Yeah. <laughs> so i had to crank up my phone <laughs> make it <get> play. <laughs> well, they, they got it. They got it. Yeah. But it, it was great because Chad's character is part elf. Um, and then we have a wood elf barbarian. So mm-hmm. the kid brother doesn't understand anything because the health song isn't is completely an elven. Uh, <laughs> but it went really again, well. him not understanding anything, completely on brand for your younger brother. <laughs> He just gets very excited about this, slaying a hero. He gets very excited about a lot of things. I had to rein him in and remind him, you're still level clown shoes. You can be a part of the revolution. You didn't lead it. It's fine. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Not yet. You got to get at least to, to level three. Get your, mm-hmm. you know, get your subclass nailed down. And yeah. then you can talk about trying to lead the revolution. But talk um, about it is about as far as you get. I'm just trying to mentally assign like classes to various revolutionaries, but that's not a discussion for right now. Um, yeah. Next time. Tune in next time um, where we talk about what class is your revolutionary icon. <laughs> uh, lordy. Anyway, um, so I'm glad you had fun. I'm glad your, uh, your kid brother had fun almost dying. Um, <laughs> Apart apart from nearly braining your brother, um, what about your first session was like different than you expected? What surprised you? I, because of the group I was working with, because my kid brother has played like a couple of sessions and his fiance has played like one full session. Mm-hmm. And then there's Chad who plays D&D like he breathes. I'm, I'm the ringer. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, I'm going to have to explain. I, I really thought I was going to have to explain more stuff or like really like push people to do things. But like, mm-hmm. I was very surprised because my kid brother is all like, no, can I climb on this thing? Can I, can I, um, <laughs> can I go and like, can I knock this guy over? And, you know, cause I made up a lot of the intro because the intro mm-hmm. is very boring for Avernus. Like they literally just lead you to the general and like give you a mission and send you off. And that's boring. Uh-huh. So like I set it up so that they would have to either like get the general's attention or like watch them literally beat the living shit out of all these commoners and do nothing about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, it was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be like there were a couple of times like Chad completely threw me for a loop like twice um all I did is ask if there was money on the ground after the commoners were all rousted like because the she said the guards were picking up the occasional coin pouch yeah. and then my character's like did they miss money? any I'm rather broke money for me <laughs> yes and then I, I, I took did it. take pity on them though because I was like it really sucks to be broke going into the first like actual combat for you mm-hmm. know there are mechanics where money is involved in this fight and they have no money like they they can't do the thing um but like chat threw me for a loop a couple of times with like we're about to go into the first combat at the mm-hmm. very start of the next session and like I have to completely rework what I thought was going to happen uh, <laughs> completely uh but i really thought i was gonna over prepare and the truth of the matter is i got to we didn't even get to where i thought we would get but Mm -hmm. i was actually at a point where i didn't have anything left to do so it's a lot easier than i thought it was going to be nice that's actually gonna be my next question like what kind of preparation did you do going into this session um well because we because when we when we planned this out, I asked them, I was like, okay, do you want to do demons? Do you want to, you know, which module do you want me to run? But then nobody had any character or backstory except for mm-hmm. Chad. 
uh, because he's extra. Uh, and it's very helpful that he's extra because then I, I can rely on him to push everybody else to do stuff. You're welcome. Um, but like I sat down and I was like, okay, there are some basic mechanics that this thing starts with. Like every, you have a dark secret and, and who knows the secret and what are the consequences of the secret? So I you know, sat down, I figured out that and I figured out like an opening that wasn't just, you are led to general what's his face. He says, work for me or die. You do. You work for him or you die. <laughs> go do the thing. If you don't go do the thing, they'll hunt you down and you'll die. Um, so really mostly I just like, there were some notes about like certain NPCs that I just gave like some information in case they talk to them. And like, there's a note next to it, like this voice and this appearance and <laughs> this person knows X, Y, Z, and it will cost you X to get it. And that sort of thing. But just like some very base notes because I figured, well, I don't know how far we're going to get. Like, I just need to be able to flesh out a tavern. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, so now that you are both expert DMs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, I'm an expert now. I feel yes. very threatened. <laughs> oh, you should be. Um, I'm in for you, Chad. I'm going to throw your crown. I'm going to th throw them hands. <laughs> Uh, fight, fight. Um, <laughs> so left, but she's in the next room this might happen now i'm scared <laughs> <laughs> throwing down on camera oh we get lots of viewers um <laughs> anyway um so now that you guys have both dm before do you think DMing is as fun as playing is it more fun is it something completely different it's I a different it's, fun yeah it's a different fun mm -hmm. um i i love being at the table and, and getting to do fuck all and and the DM just has to work with whatever batshit crazy thing I do. And I do batshit crazy things to Chad all the time. Yes, you do. Um, and, and, and I play with people who come up with great crazy things like let's halo jump into a fortress. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which I've had, I had to come up with what the mechanics are going to be for that skill challenge. And it's going to be, oh, it's going to be fun or it's going to go. a smarter plan, but I think we're going to halo jump anyway, because it'll be the it'll be more fun it's more fun it's more fun it'll be more fun to halo jump in and it's more on brand for these characters really mm -hmm. it is um it's very true but it but but getting to tell a story and mm -hmm. getting to like weave that narrative for someone else is its own kind of fun like i really mm -hmm. enjoyed sitting down and being like okay well these are the things you're going to come across and this is what i can throw at you and you know this is the story that i want to tell let's see what you add to it and what we can do because Chad's already like, I'm going to steal the pirate ship. And I'm like, Oh shit. Okay. Well now I have to get a map. Um, <laughs> Look, you said there was a pirate ship. You said it could be stolen. I want Obviously to do that. He's going to steal it. Yeah. Oh no. Cause I here's the, th here's the thing. This is my vengeance for a home game years ago <laughs> where I had like airships bombarding a town to try and destroy it her character gets up on top of said airship and is like all right can i figure out how to drive it like you know what sure. fuck sure why not i'm not going to say no to stuff that's not your job as the dm so you got just go ahead and just roll just roll basic intelligence check and we'll see if you can figure out how this mm -hmm. thing works and she fucking nat 20s and steals <laughs> an airship successfully so Amazing. guess what bitch the wheel has turned back around to me I I I'm gonna steal this fucking pirate ship over him for years. To be yes. honest, like yes, you have. It's one of my crowning glories because he mm -hmm. told me, like, as we were going into the like end of the session before, I was like, I'm gonna steal one of these airships. I'm gonna do it. And he goes, Your character has no vehicle proficiency and has never even seen one. And I was like, That's okay. I'm gonna steal your motherfucking airship, boy. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I had I'll to. I had to honor the natural twenty because it's a sacred law of D and D. Is you the, I mean, the natural also, twenty though, must that be character respected. Was very hot, very smart. So she mm -hmm. got. She had a pretty decent modifier. So like a twenty-four total. Yeah. So it wasn't like you just gave me a dirty 20 and, you know, flat 20. Uh, I earned that and you I definitely made it work. Um, yeah, I'm not saying you didn't. What I, I am have, saying. I have held it over him for years. I've just, mm -hmm. like every now and then I'll just remind him about how, remember that time okay. you said I couldn't <laughs> steal the, air, the airship? Yeah, like we'll be and in bed she... and then like, Bebe, Bebe, remember I stole the airship? Like, yes, good night. <laughs> That yes, dear. Accurate. You stole an airship, dear. <laughs> Good night. 
But it is not accurate. It's more like, like we'll, be over, we'll be happening like over morning, dinner. She'll hand you some coffee. Be like, hey, remember why I still here? <laughs> I'll be drinking out of like, I have a D20 mug and I'll just like tap the 20. Just like, mm-hmm. remember, like, hey, remember, remember this? Mm-hmm. She'll slide <laughs> me a bagel in more. Like, remember why I stole the airship? It was great, wasn't it? Like, mm-hmm. So now you wait. Yeah, we get this next pirate. session figured out and I steal this pirate ship. Cause I'm it's, it, it is, it is happen. happen. It is happening. If I no, have to I've, kill I've every person to... on the airship, one V one on a pirate ship, one V one, I'm going to do it. I'm going to have a, a fucking sailing pirate ship. And I'm going to rechristen it the Jolly Roger or some weird shit. And then you're going to have to make that work. That's, that's fine. I've already, like I told you, like, I was like, okay, well, if you're going to steal it or you're going to try, good luck, but I'll come up with a way that it narratively makes sense that, you know, you got it. I mean, you get to level like at the end of the first combat because it's milestone. Mm-hmm. And they're like, make sure they're level two before they get to the next thing. I'm like, okay, well, fine. Um, they're like, and I, I said, you know, their ship is docked X place. And he goes, can I steal it? And I was like, well, there's combat involved, but I, I guess you could steal it. Sure. sure. He was like, would they pay me to steal it? Would this bitch pay me to steal it off her her, her her friends who she hates now? It's like, well, actually, yeah, she would because she just would like to fuck them real bad. Mm-hmm. So, uh, now I have to write all of that for the next session. Now all I got to do is wait till the dead of night and convince this person to give me a dagger of venom so I can then just go into this sh- into this pirate ship and just one by one mm-hmm. knife every single one of them with my very Dexy monk. Yes. Chaotic neutral, bitch. Yeah. (laughs) To look forward to. Because the chaotic good paladin wanted to know if he saw the monk steal the the commoner's purses. Steal commoner's purses. I cleaned the street, thank you. I was picking up litter. And Chad rolls like a 28 for sleight of hand. (laughs) Again, very Dexy monk. Nothing. You saw nothing. You saw him adjusting boot laces, but those boots don't lace up. There's something that doesn't track with that. Look, I cleaned up litter off of the city streets. I did a public, a public service, good, yeah. and I deserved that money for the did, for honestly. the task for, that I for did. Thinking for thinking about would there be money left over, you mm-hmm. deserved at least a small reward. Yes, and I'm going to use that to further mess with the DM that's, because the DM fair. is my wife. That's fair because I I I have done some really really awful things to you. Yes, uh, you have. <laughs> You really have. Uh, I have done horrible James woman. Bond shit in our in our post-rod campaign. <laughs> like Serenity and I have done some really James Bond bullshit on him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is love. Just ruining each other's campaigns. Yes, um, it is. I mean, that's part of the fun of DMing is like getting to tell, like, even if you have a plan. The story shifting and getting to tell a new, more nuanced story because your mm-hmm. characters are more nuanced is great. I I enjoy being able to like think on my feet and like modify mm-hmm. the narrative just a little bit. No, oh, well, I now I have to deal with you're gonna go investigate this thing that I wrote nothing about because I thought you'd ignore it. <laughs> what? <Whoops. Yeah. laughs> Gotta come up with something there. I mean, at okay. this point though, she should know better than to ignore a thing that could be investigated by any character that I'm playing that doesn't have a direct goal in mind. Like, yeah, no, what's Chad this? Is Something that sounds interesting? Side quest, so, uh... Look, lady, you've watched me play video games before, okay? You have been in the same room and you have seen what happens. I'll get the main quest, like, I'll get that right away. And you know what I do? I ignore that shit and I go on all the side quests that I can to level grind up and then I go back to the main quest so I can bitch slap whatever that is I'm going to have to come yeah. across. So you have no That's excuse. You've true. seen it in action many a time. I also just like digging up, finding ideas and things like the the, mm-hmm. the little bit of research because I've got like an entire Pinterest board that's just like DM ideas and it's like, tables for treasure or you loot x thing or this is a story hook you could use i'm like i am stealing that thank you (laughs) thank you there will be a city of madness now (laughs) awesome (laughs) that sounds great i'll take a city of madness i'll take some little zombies or whatever 
Um, Reign of Zombies. Joy of DMing, just like stealing ideas from everywhere and cobbling them together into Mm -hmm. a more or less cohesive narrative. This is true. Um, I just um, DM a section of campaign that I ripped off fairly heavily from Final Fantasy VI, so I was quite proud of it. And it it has been dope as fuck. It really has been. Um, We have gotten to do some crazy things. We've seen some crazy things. We've We've had some amazing, bizarre roles that shouldn't work, that do. And those are the best kind because mm-hmm. Chad will like, okay, go ahead. You can try that. Mm-hmm. Oh! Yep. Awesome. Well, uh, I guess to wrap up, that's that's the advice for new DMs. Don't be scared. Steal shit. It's, it's fun. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, and at some point you might have to establish dominance like you're a predator at some in the point, wild you might need to establish dominance but don't Just remember kids don't worry about it. it it does help set the environment and it tells yeah. you you know set the tone for your campaign early yeah but don't murder your brother first campaign for session. No, i mean honestly murdering a, a level one character straight out of the gate it's mean it's yeah. mean and it's it really mean. does sour well, it's the experience mean, it's mean because people. of how easy it is you could sneeze <laughs> on a level one character and they die it would have I mean, been worse if he were playing a wizard, but he's playing a paladin. He's a little bit beefier. Then uh, literally, you sneeze on a wizard, they basically die. Wizards yeah. are like the aliens from War of the Worlds. They get a cold and forget it. Game over. Wizards. Yeah. Oh, wizards. Oh, wizards. Um, Indeed. That 1d6. <laughs> I feel your pain now as I play also a sorcerer. Um, that 1d6 is not fun. It's sad. Not, not a nice little day. No, there's only one die smaller than that. And that's what makes it sad. Just the fact that there's one smaller and God help you if you're rolling that for hit points. Luckily, nobody does. Yeah, I know, right? That would just be cruel. It would. That's what I'm saying. You get four. Only if you roll well. And only if you roll well. (laughs) Yep. It's true. Only if you roll well. (laughs) Man. Uh, imagine anyway um that's our time for tonight <laughs> on that disturbing thought be grateful there's no class with a d4 for it said die um anyway thank you both for coming on you've been lovely um thank you to everyone who tunes in every tuesday to watch us talk about weird shit and mostly D. but weird D shit it's always really fun um, weird shit D and weird D shit yeah yeah those are our three flavors <laughs> also chocolate (laughs) also chocolate we're expanding soon we're gonna add strawberry eventually Um, we're gonna get to 31 we're we're coming for your ass Robin. robins just wait anyway um thank you tune in on friday for consequences and talking to lex probably um Mm -hmm. Tune in next Tuesday for talking about what happened on Friday. Tune in um, to our YouTube where we have the whole backlog of all of our episodes. Check out our podcast where we also have the whole backlog of all of our episodes, but with Chad's commentary and also it's audio. So you don't have to watch it. Um, Listen while you're doing laundry or driving or something. While you're doing laundry or like at work or something. Like you don't have to concentrate. It's fine. Um, <laughs> listen to us making weird jokes. Mostly that I'm not there. I'm only here. Um, once, once the show is over, like every Tuesday, I stop existing. I pop into <laughs> existence every Tuesday. That is the dark secret of what's the damage, but now you know. Um, <laughs> she exists in the very liminal space of Tuesdays inside the internet. For one hour. That pop <laughs> in the background is where she lives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you know the dark secrets now. We have to kill you. Um, <laughs> Guys. This podcast just turned into the video from the ring somehow. And also YouTube's a YouTube video and Twitch stream. We're uh, man, we're really coming after people, a lot of mediums. This is, yeah, it's that's a good thing. It's a good thing our YouTube isn't monetized because I would have just got us demonetized. Um anyway. <laughs> can't say can't say the dead word. Um we've got a store. Sure do sells, sells mugs and t-shirts. And stuff, and they're really comfy. The t-shirts, not the mugs. <laughs> the mugs might be comfy. We don't know. I'm large enough. I've never tried to sit in said mug. But if you have a smaller person in your life, let's say you know about an yeah, inch high, small. perhaps they could soak in this mug. 
Maybe it's like quite a, comfortable. Like a tiny kid or something. Um, we have a Patreon where we post exclusive content. It's also for, rather comfortable. It's also rather comfortable. <laughs> yeah, come sit in our Patreon and take a look behind the scenes. Check out our uh, our cosplay photos too. Those are also there. Um, fuck else am I am I forgetting? There's something else. Whatever. <laughs> Thank Podcast you. store or Patreon watch us uh, stuff yeah twitter yes we have that follow us on twitter, us on twitter. We we're still mid art crawl happening. we're still mid art crawl so lots of cool cool art going up there you can't see it anywhere else it's beautiful and you should look at it with your eyeballs it'll make you happy um Indeed. thank you to Sunbird and Lady Meows who did our logo and our theme music. We gotta go before I start with something else. Have a great <laughs> night. We appreciate and love you. <laughs> Good night. Oh my God. Oh. Goodbye from this inexplicably comfortable related show. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>